Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. It's our weekly episode of the State of the Program, uh, brought to you by Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Eric, uh, we do this each and every week. Uh, we've got a couple things we want to talk about. Most pressing issue right now for the Longhorns in, in, both, in, in all major sports, uh, with the exception of baseball right now, is the, the transfer portal. Uh, football transfer portal closes on May 1. Uh, the Longhorns at this point have not been dramatically affected by it. Only a handful of guys going in the portal uh, last week or even a week and a half ago now. Uh, but we're coming up on it. What, what are your thoughts right now as it relates to the Longhorns in the portal? Well, to me, no news is good news. Um, you know, we're hearing that there's not going to be uh, many other uh, departures, maybe none. Uh, we're not expecting anybody as of right now. I know there's a lot of talk out there, uh, Malik Murphy. And, uh, you know, we had another uh, we had an offensive lineman that we were paying close attention to. I think both you and I heard that that, that offensive lineman is uh, going to stay. Uh, Malik Murphy has uh, been pretty clear behind the scenes. He intends to stay. Uh, obviously, that can always change. The portal uh, makes it, you know, it can make us look like fools rather quickly if uh, if the right deal uh, pops up or the right situation or opportunity, uh, maybe things could change. But as of right now, he doesn't he doesn't uh, have any interest in leaving. Loves Sark, family loves Sark, uh, understands he's being developed. Uh, I think he's always had a longer view of it, even going back to high school, uh, which, which is why he picked Texas to begin with. And so, uh, you know, right now, no news is good news, and and that's uh, that's where it's at. It's interesting. Texas at 85 current scholarships, too, which, you know, unless they have more attrition, they're not going to have an opportunity to add in the portal either. Uh, that being said, I, I I still I think you and I believe that at some point it's just out of 85 guys, there's going to be some natural attrition somewhere along the way uh, here that might open up a spot or two. Um, you know, my my question for you, Eric, and, and really for for. Texas, the Texas football program is why is Texas being so successful, excuse me, successful right now in keeping the players uh, in, in there? Is it's, it's part NIL probably, it's part uh, the University of Texas, it's part Sark and the culture he's developed. Yeah. It's all of those things mixed together, right, that's led Texas to be in a pretty fortunate situation overall. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to observations I made after uh, five and seven that, you know, you would think after five and seven, people would want to leave left and right. And really, the only people that wanted to leave were the ones they had to have tough conversations with. Maybe they weren't conducive to uh, the culture they were trying to cultivate. Um, guys don't want to leave. Coaches don't want to leave Texas. Players don't want to leave Texas. It's just a really good situation. I think it's a combination of everything you said, you know, that um, it's pretty obvious. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to get in these kids ears sometimes with the grass is greener on the other side. Uh, but I think the grass is so green at Texas right now that the players uh, have no interest in leaving and they're just not listening to uh, to some of the, the pitches that kids are getting all over the country. You know, we see a lot of kids even leaving good schools um, they don't want to leave. And, you know, we've we've been saying this for a long time. Uh, everything's good in Camelot right now. Uh, one of the things that uh, Brian Irwin, uh, the former high school football coach, I spoke with him earlier uh, or last week. It's good, to have him back. it's good to have him back. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's always good to talk to Brian. One of the things he said that I, I felt was interesting is not only is there a trajectory for the Texas program, they went from five and seven. These kids all went through that, or a lot of them did, that are being mm -hmm. trying to be poached. Yep. Then they go up to eight wins, so there's some positive momentum there. But what, one things that one of the things that uh, that uh, Brian mentioned that he felt was key in this, um, he felt like Sark during that five and seven season didn't go out there and berate his players didn't pin it on them, 
didn't pin it on all the coaches yeah. or anything like that. And so he built this culture of, of trust. And over time, things like that work out for you. Furthermore, and this is where I, I thought what Brian said was interesting uh, from, from that standpoint, is you, you by having that trust, you can have the real conversations that right. you need to have behind yeah. the scenes to, to affect the change in the program itself. Yeah, you know, Sark went on that uh, really good podcast a week or two ago, The Pivot, I think it's called. Um, and he kind of said some similar things that, yeah, you know, this the only way to navigate this uh, climate is uh, to have trust and strong relationships and be up front. And, you know, we've we've heard a lot of anecdotes of, of the coaches having those conversations with the players. Uh, we know we know that that's actually happening. But, yeah, it all starts with relationships uh, and trust. And, um, you know, I, I think everybody knows the deal at Texas right now that, that if you do the hard work, put in the hard work, uh, you know, you're going to get developed and, and, you know, probably go on and get drafted. They're about to have, uh, what, five or six guys drafted uh, this past season. A number of them we wouldn't have said would have been draft picks a year ago. I want to talk to you about those guys in a minute. Uh, first, we need to say thank you to our sponsor each and every week. The State of the Program is brought to you by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping Texas injured Texans for a decade now. Uh, if you've been hurt in a ac car accident or on the job, uh, give Adam and his firm a call. They focus on helping their clients and putting their clients first. That's LoweyLawFirm.com or 512-280-0800. You'll get a free consultation from Adam and his staff. Uh, Eric, I, you know, I look at this and we talked about the NFL draft a little bit there. Uh, it was interesting. The Athletic came out with a story last week or late early this week. I can't remember which that discussed the lack of success the Longhorns have had in the NFL draft over the last yeah. 10 years. Not inaccurate at all. At the same time, somewhat uh, – somewhat Behind the curve. Yeah, behind the curve, because <laughs> now we're sitting here looking at five Longhorns getting ready to go in the draft. Not all of them five stars. One of them is, uh, for sure, and that's B. John Robinson. Uh, what is your take on where Texas is at right now and how they're looking going forward. Because, look, five guys get drafted this week, this weekend, uh, possibly. I mean, one of them could be a, a undrafted free agent, maybe. But next year, it looks like they could have as many as eight to ten guys at the NFL Combine. So yeah. what, what is your talk about that? And then how do you, as a, if you were the coach, combat that kind of article uh, to, to potential uh, recruits? Well, yeah, you have to tell them that uh, that's outdated information. Uh, you know, those, the coaches that led to those 10 years are nowhere in sight. Um, you know, buildings don't develop players. Uh, coaches do. You know, so it's not Texas. It was, you know, those, those, there's no, no people that were involved or anywhere close to the program anymore. So, um, you know, I think it's a pretty easy conversation you have. You know, you just kind of have to get ahead of it. Um, a lot of times coaches are do a really good job of uh, negative recruiting Texas about it. Um, it seems like every year for the last few years, we've uh, Texas has had pretty good momentum going around the NFL draft. And then after having a lackluster performance in the draft, uh, recruiting to, uh, has has waned off and um, kind of hit hit a brick wall. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case this year. You know, um, like I said, you know, Keandre Coburn didn't look like a draft pick last year. Uh, Moro Ojimo might have been drafted, but but later. Uh, I don't think many people had Rashawn Johnson as the draft pick, even though I think uh, his talent has always been pretty evident. So, you know, they're in the right they're trending in the right direction. Uh, I'm just happy that, you know, this Sunday I'll be writing an article about all these guys getting drafted as opposed to, hey, where are all the draft picks at? Uh, you know, development matters. And, uh, you know, this staff, I think, has started to earn their stripes last year at Texas with development. You know, we're about to see it. Yeah, I, I think that next year looks like a, an uncommonly good year for Texas 
in the NFL draft. Not to say that this year isn't. I, I want to ask you this uh, as a uh, an observer of Texas football, and I know you watch pro football like we all do as well. How would you rank or how would you draft these five players for Texas that that all went to the combine? And, and that group is Bijan Robinson, obviously Roshan Johnson, yeah. Keandre Coburn, mm-hmm. uh, Mora Ojomo, and Demarvian Overshone. How would you actually draft those guys, and in, in what order? Yeah, well, you know, I'm 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 fairly risk averse, which uh, surprises a lot of people. So I would be going. I always search for floor. I want high floor uh, because I think that sets a standard in your program. Uh, I would I would take Bijan Robinson way earlier than a lot of people, uh, just because I think if if you tell me there's one Hall of Famer in this draft class, I would say it's Bijan. So if I could draft a Hall of Famer, I'm going to do it. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of talk about him going to the Eagles. Uh, I know that, that hurts the heart of a lot of Cowboy fans. There's a lot of Cowboy fans at Inside Texas. Uh, they don't want to see it. Uh, it puts me in a tough spot either. I don't want to see him on the Eagles. I'm a 49er fan, and, and that just makes them better. Uh, but I do want to see him go to a good spot, you know, a uh, place where they're going to take advantage of his versatility and not just run him straight into the pavement. Um, Rashawn Johnson, I would take Rashawn fairly early too. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of um, – uh, Falk at, uh, at at New England, you know, um, came in, he was a highly touted uh, running back, didn't quite have that running back sort of career in New England, but he did a little bit of everything. He's very versatile, uh, return yardage, um, lots of uh, uh, lots of receptions. I think Rashawn can have that versatility while also being a very good locker room guy. Falk uh, was that complete and utter team player too. Yeah, to exactly. Your point. Yeah, 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 just like Rashawn. And, and so again, it's, he's going to be great in the locker room. Uh, what is the NFL roster? It's 53, I think. So when you have a guy like Rashawn, you only have to worry about 52 of them. You know, you don't have to worry about him at all. Um, Overshone is the tough one for me. Uh, I don't know exactly how to envision him in the NFL. He still needs to get bigger to play linebacker. Uh, are they going to, you know, fancy some sort of hybrid role for him? I don't know if he's that level of prospect where they where they would do that. So I, I kind of struggle with him as a draft grade. Um, Keandre Coburn, I think, is going to have a, a, a pretty solid NFL career. Um, you know, run stoppers are always in demand. Uh, but I think the guy that's going to overperform is going to be Moro Ojimo. You know, you start to see, you, you know, we, we know he has the motor. We know he has a uh, high football character. But then he has really good NFL measurables, you know, really good arm length. Uh, his strength is good. He knows how to play the run. I think he's got a little bit uh, more ability as a pass rusher than we might have seen at Texas. Uh, we'll see him lined up more outside in the NFL. Uh, I would I would be all over him in around the, uh, the third round or so. Yeah, I I'm kind of. Yeah, I almost echo your sentiment. I would not – I might take a flyer on Overshone late as a developmental guy, yeah. uh, but I would go one. Uh, I would go uh, Bijan, two, Roshan, three, Morrow, four, Coburn, five, Overshone. That's no offense to any of them. That, I mean, talking about, what, 250, 300 guys get drafted every year, so – uh, that's pretty darn good. Uh, I, I think Deshaun Jameson's going to at least make a practice squad. I wouldn't be surprised if he made a roster just because he can uh, do a little bit more in, in uh, uh, on special teams as well. Uh, and he actually had a pretty good year from a cover uh, corner standpoint. Uh, I think fans just tend to real, uh, remember the, the only plays where he got beat as opposed to his good plays. But he's he's going to be a pretty interesting one for me. I know he's not the biggest guy in the world, uh, but he's he's got a lot of heart. So we'll see. I, I like Anthony Cook's opportunity too. Uh, and, and, yeah. and I'll tell you, the reason why is – the NFL is not, especially at the safety position, there are very few speedy safeties. Like, yeah. I, I know they have to have regu- requisite speed, and that's the question with Anthony. Um, but there are a lot more guys that are willing to step up and, and tackle the running back in space. Yeah. 
yeah, right? And, and a lot of Cook has shown a willingness to do oh, that. Yeah. So um, I, I feel like he has a chance uh, somewhere uh, in that uh, roster uh, situation as well. Um, Eric, uh, going back to the portal, uh, one of the things I, you and I talked about off air that I, I think I wanted to mention is uh, another positive for Steve Sarkeesian and the crew uh, at, at Texas right now, and even uh, kudos to the kids as well, to, to the players for sticking together is I see people talking about the number of um, departures at a place like Colorado and Deion Sanders. 51 guys have left the program in the last year. Um, Now they've added 26 plus recruits. So there's a number there, but the idea that D that Dion is somehow orchestrating this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah. Is this just, and I know we're here to talk about Texas, so I don't want to divert too much attention, but isn't this more, that's not necessarily roster building, that's roster detonation. Yeah. I mean, that's like, there's a deal that I don't know that that's so much orchestrating as just telling everybody to leave. I mean, is that a positive thing? That That's not what Steve Sarkeesian did. He yeah. definitely had it, but he didn't, Charlie Strong blew up a roster and it hurt, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. Tom Herman, to a lesser degree, blew up roster. I didn't see Steve Sarkeesian come in and just try to blow up a roster. So where is the happy median between those two approaches? Well, you know, I think the metaphor for a rebuild is good if you use a, a, a house being built or something or a, a remodel. Uh, you know, I think he started off wanting to remodel the kitchen and ended up taking every wall down. Uh, and so, you know, he's got a very big job ahead of him. Uh, but they were uh, a very poor team last year. So I think he gets, you know, he he knows what good athletes look like for sure. I mean, you know, he's one of the greatest athletes of all time. And I think he's he's just looking around and he says, you know, I can't win with these guys. So it doesn't matter if they leave. I can't win with them anyways. Uh, so he's, he's trying to create room. Um, but how quickly can you rebuild it? I have no idea. It's, he's, done, he's done a lot of curious things. He said a lot of curious things. I think he was uh, pretty rude. Uh, when he first got the job and I'm not really one for, uh, for feelings and all that. Like I'm, you know, I, I kind of get it. Like I understand the, the valid of, of being upfront. Um, but it doesn't seem like he's creating a lot of allies. And I think every time you go into a new situation, you want as many allies as possible. Juxtapose that to how Steve Sarkeesian treated the portal and treated not just the portal, but the players on the team, because I felt like Sark did it a little bit differently than say Tom Herman and or Charlie Strong. Well, you know, I've got ex- excellent insight from the Tom Herman uh, uh, when he first arrived on campus. And, you know, Tom Herman cost himself a chance at a really good 2018 because a lot of those guys that left early would have stayed under Steve Sarkeesian. You know, Malik Jefferson was never supposed to be a three-year player. Uh, he's a, That's a Texas guy through and through. 
Uh, I think Deshaun Elliott would have been a, another guy that would have come back too. So what does that 2018 team look like with Sam Ellinger at quarterback uh, and those guys on defense? It would have been a pretty formidable team. You know, they might have been in the playoff consideration. Uh, so Tom Herman kind of sunk himself right out of the gates there, you know, and Steve Sarkeesian is just the exact opposite. I think he's a much, much more uh, pe people person, uh, but he, I think he's just more practical. You know, it's, it's not practical to cut off your nose to spite your face. You know, you need those guys, whether or not, you know, you can, you know, you don't have to turn the culture overnight and it can be a trend line. And I think Sark, Sark understood that, you know, I think that's why he's keeping the locker room together now. All right. I want to say thank you uh, to our, uh, sponsor Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for more than a decade now. Uh, Adam uh, and his group in Austin there, uh, if you've had in a catastrophic accident, uh, injured on, in the workplace, Adam focuses on results for his clients uh, each and every time. So contact him at LowyLawFirm.com, fill out a questionnaire, or reach out to him directly at 512-280-0800 to get help directly. Adam's a good friend of the program and been a sponsor here with us for the state of the program almost since inception. Uh, we really, really appreciate it, Adam. I, I want to go next, uh, Eric, to something else uh, that, that you and I have uh, been following. It's not just football recruiting. It's basketball recruiting. Jerry Hamilton has been all over this, right? Oh, now. yeah. Rodney Terry, uh, it, this is his first go round of constructing mm -hmm. a roster at Texas, right? Um, and they've got a lot of guys out there. They, they, they dominoed on not only getting Dylan DeSue to come back, uh, but the big forward uh, center type prospect out of Virginia in the boat on Sunday. Yep. Now the rest of the roster has to be made up and there's particular attention to people that can put points on the board. Uh, Max Asmus or Absmus, I think is how you say it um, out of Oral Roberts is a possibility. They've got a guy that they want out of the university of Texas, Arlington, one out of UTEP. Uh, they're starting to be these guys uh, that Texas is going to be recruiting against an Ole Miss with Chris Beard, against yep. Texas Tech with Grant McCaslin. Um, you know, is this – are we going to get a real view of Rodney Terry as a recruiter, as a roster builder this year, or does he get a um, – does he get any sort of mulligan for this year? You know, I don't, I don't think he should need a mulligan. Um but, you know, I like what he's doing. It's, it's all about just finding the right pieces. You know, Caden Shedrick, that was a huge, you know, something went right in his pitch for that one, right? So we know, we know he's at least uh, pitching the, the school properly because uh, that was a huge pickup. Uh, if Disu comes back, that's big as well. Um, you know, I think Admus is the big one because that replaces Marcus Carr about as closely as you can. You know, he's, he's a scorer. Uh, they need guards, obviously. Uh, they just had the kid decommit. Uh, Tyrese Hunter's still up in the air. Um, so yeah, Admus is the big one that I think everybody's watching, but it looks like he's got a lot of other lines in the water too. They're looking for another big man, according to Jerry. And, and trust me, I don't have any primary information on basketball. I get all that from Jerry. Uh, so if you, if you're in a, if you're in a UT basketball, IT is definitely the place for you. Uh, it's about the best basketball coverage I've ever seen in the market right now. Uh, and so, yeah, Admus is the one we're all watching. Cause like you said, there's priority for points and, you know, there's a need on the roster, but I think, you know, basketball, we're talking about Dion Rob, uh, Dion uh, Sanders, you know, blowing it up. This kind of happened uh, not through any of Rodney Terry's own doing. Uh, and, and, you know, given such a small roster, there's an outsized effect on losing a few guys. So, uh, but I, you know, I think he's after the right guys and, and, you know, we'll see if, we'll see if he can land them, but I'm pretty optimistic. Yeah. 14, 15 roster spots uh, in basketball, whereas football has 85. So you're literally talking about one guy equals five yeah. when it comes to roster spots. And so you lose two and all of a sudden you're down uh, 10, you know, it, yeah. I, I feel like you're, you're right about that. Uh, I want to go back uh, and, and repeat what you said, because 
earlier you made a comment that I, I wrote down and want to repeat here. Uh, and it was talking about uh, the uh, what it means uh, for Texas to be listed among one of the worst places to go if you're a high-ranked player or something like that. And you made a very astute comment, I thought. Buildings don't develop players. Coaches do. And right. all those coaches are gone. Right. And, and that's the reality of it. And this is the third year now that Steve Sarkeesian has had a mostly intact staff. I mean, I think yep. six of the original 10 or seven of the original 10 are, are still on, on, on uh, site. So they're starting to develop guys. And, and you mentioned a guy like Jeff Choate, who not only helped DeMarvian Overshone grow, but has helped Jalen Ford become one of the best players in the Big 12 on defense. Uh, Terry Joseph has got Ryan Watts playing corner really well right now. Uh, you could go down the list, tight end with Jeff Banks and Jatavian Sanders. He's made a transition with his body, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And you just look up and down the list, and I, I agree with you. Uh, buildings don't do it. I mean, weight rooms in and of themselves don't do it. Everybody has the same weights for the most part, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, but they have to go in there and put in the work and, and get that done that way. And so I, I feel very strongly about what you said about that. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get going on this week's state of the program? Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. The portal closes, I believe, on Sunday. Uh, could yeah. could finish out till 48 hours afterwards because that's the time limit uh, universities have to, to add people to the portal. Anything you want to add to it, uh, Eric? Well, you know, I, I love the draft because of the overlap between uh, recruiting and uh, just the roster assembly. Uh, and and Joe had a Joe Cook had a really good uh, Bijan Robinson article. I think everybody should go check out. If you're not a subscriber, it doesn't matter because that article is free. Uh, a lot of really good insights into uh, into that recruitment and how close it came to him actually going to Ohio State. So. I remember I remember sweating that recruitment out quite a bit because I had him uh, picked to uh, Texas based on everything I was hearing. And then OSU, OSU, Ohio State made up a lot of ground and uh, people were losing their minds on inside Texas. So that was not a good summer, uh, but it all worked out in the end. I want to say this as well. Joe Cook is down in Houston today. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian speaking to the Houston Touchdown Club. We'll have more from that. I hope to have some audio and video of Sark uh, from that press conference uh, later today for uh, the folks at Inside Texas and on Texas football. All right, that's it for Eric Nolene. I am Bobby Burton. This has been on Texas Football State of the Program.